I'm Kareen, and you're listening to Eat Like an Artist, the podcast that celebrates creatives, mindful entrepreneurship, and mental wellness. Each week, we dive into practical business advice and deep conversations among creative friends and role models, speaking openly and inclusively about life as an artist. We don't believe in gatekeeping because everyone's welcome. This is your community too. Let's find the balance within creative entrepreneurship with all the love for the art and none of the burnout and self-doubt. Today we have two guests, Danica and Keenan. Danica is currently a grad student at UNC Chapel Hill who finds creativity in science writing and illustration. She was a contributing author to UNC's Pipe at Pen blog and North Carolina's DNA Day blog. She has had her illustrations featured in a major science journal and has dedicated her time to science outreach and increasing diversity in STEM through various mentorship programs. Keenan is currently a staff specialist at Duke University School of Medicine who finds creativity in dance and drawing. They graduated from UNC Chapel Hill with a BA in linguistics, directed Moonlight Dance Crew, and continues to teach dance classes around the NC Triangle area. Creative blocks are real, and I hope today's episode will not only encourage you to find inspiration in your everyday life, but also remind you that even if you're not doing art full-time, or even if you don't want to do art full-time, you're still an artist, you're still a creative. Danica and Keenan are two of my dear friends from my collegiate dance crew way back in the day, and they continue to inspire me creatively even today. They have the biggest hearts in the entire universe, and it just felt right to have them both on the podcast. Now, disclaimer, I am a noodle. I am a newbie when it comes to podcasting, so we are filming at a cafe slash restaurant because we were hungry and pressed on time. So definitely prep your ears for the background noise. So sorry to the podcast world for committing a sin in being in a space that's a little noisy for a podcast episode recording. But hey, maybe it'll be a vibe and make you feel like you're dining with us. Without further ado, let's jump into the episode. All right, we have Danica and Keenan here. We are in a cute little cafe called Namu up in Durham. This is always our go-to spot, even um, after college, where we all met. So can we get y'all to introduce yourselves to our listeners? Hello, my name is Keenan. My pronouns are they, them. I currently work at Duke, and it's a remote job. And I basically kind of help do a lot of like event planning for alum and stuff. And I graduated from UNC Chapel Hill. And I also dance a lot. So that's me. Hi, Keenan. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Danica. My pronouns are she, her. And I am currently a PhD candidate at UNC Chapel Hill. So I stuck around rival school keen, but no beef here. We're good. And my research is biomedical. I study heart disease. And in terms of creative stuff, I don't dance quite as much as we used to. But um, I, I do a lot more like science writing, science illustration as a hobby, maybe your career we'll see um but that's me yeah so today i wanted to talk to y'all about finding creativity or just inspiration in unlikely places mainly because um you know me as somebody that works full-time within an artistic industry i feel like a lot of podcasts and things like this tend to really focus in the entrepreneurship side of artists and like it's really a lot about being like the main goal is like to be a full-time artist or like the main goal is to be like some professional artist person all that kind of stuff but like i also want to make sure that we also acknowledge that there are you know people are still artists when they do it part-time 
when they do it as a hobby, when they even just have it where they're like, I just like going to an art related event. So I wanted to kind of get the listeners to hear more about what y'all do as a creative outlet on your day to day and how you stay inspired to do that even with your busy schedules. I can talk a little bit about what I'm doing. So my usual day-to-day as a grad student is bench work, reading papers. And yeah, I guess it kind of fits the stereotype that a lot of people think, oh my God, scientists are so dry. Like how, like arts and science, what, that goes together. But for me, I have, especially coming into these spaces where it's, you know, there's not usually a lot of women. There's not usually a lot of people of color. There's not a whole bunch of diversity. And that's obviously like a paradigm that I would like to see changed in these spaces. I think having a creative background and that kind of mindset to be more open and embracing of different perspectives and the way that people see and interpret and understand things um, has been something that I want to practice as someone who does science. For me, it's like, oh, you know, all these big words and, and things in science, like it's so intimidating. And like, there's like, it's very easy to feel like there's not really a place for someone who doesn't have that kind of a background. But for me, I think that's kind of where the creative aspect comes into it, where when I create like diagrams or when I take a specific concept that I think is really relevant or important to just people in general and making it less intimidating and accessible, that's kind of how I get to exercise my creativity in, in what I do and why I think it's important. So um, yeah, my, my current position I that I work at Duke, it entails a lot of event planning, as I think I mentioned in my intro, and scheduling meetings, and it and includes like weekly check-ins with my bosses, which they're, they're very great and wonderful people. And so I, I just kind of try to stay very engaged at work and be very proactive so I have minimal things to worry about. And then yeah, outside of work, like I said, mostly I dance. Sometimes I teach workshops where I teach choreography. Um, Most of the time I go out and learn choreography from other people. I'm trying to kind of teach more a little bit because I've just kind of been feeling the want to do that more. It's important to me because like simply because like it makes me feel good and I enjoy connecting with people that I care about. And as someone who's kind of more of an introverted person, dance is a very helpful outlet to help me to help put myself out there. Yeah, that's how I stay motivated is just knowing the positive impact dance has on my life. So I just kind of try to keep it there. Also, let it be known that Keenan has a huge positive impact through dance and just in general on like literally everyone's life. Like you have mentored so many people. Like for those who don't know, like Keenan's literally really doing the thing for everybody. So is there anything that like you have learned through like your artistic like your dance journey that you have found applicable in the way that you approach your work that has surprised you like whether it be like working with other people or looking at things creatively has there been any like spillover wow that's a great question one of the main things is like the importance of mental health and like how that interacts like with productivity and like your want to do something because i feel like there's like a bit of a kind of stereotype where it's like oh you know artists you know they make things when they're sad or like when they're (laughs) inebriated or something and that's their best work but i honestly feel like a lot of my like in terms of like um 
when I when I create a lot of my the things that I've been most proud of came from when I was like discovering myself more and like I was feeling very fulfilled and excited and passionate which is not to say that like people can't make great art from like when they're sad or whatever but that doesn't have to be like the default state <laughs> you know um I but like that. thank you um, but yeah, and I would say just like, so connecting that like to work and like other things, you know, it's just like important to like, I, I feel like to check in on your coworkers or your colleagues and stuff. Like at my last job, I, I kind of started work with someone else. Like I, I was temp at that job and I started work with someone else who was uh, also temp. So um, we, we just like really kind of looked out for each other and it was really nice. So yeah, Derica, would you say that there's anything that you've learned uh, creatively that you've been able to apply to other areas of your life? I would. Okay, first of all, I want to say that I 1000% agree with the importance of mental health. Like we shouldn't have to be tortured artists to have, you know, like impactful work. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really big thing that doesn't get talked about in a lot of spaces, but particularly in like the biomedical sciences, which is like, you know, the sphere that I'm in quite a bit. And my mental health has had to take some uh, um, it's needed some help over the past couple of years. <laughs> Hashtag grad school life. And I think for me, especially hearing you talk about it, like there is a lot of value in that. Value in recognizing that you are more than just expectations. I feel like that like, hits really hard for, especially people in my program, because if you like scroll like grad school TikTok, there's obviously people being like, oh my God, it's, it's so hard when you have failures or things like not go well in your work environment, which is just a, a everyday reality, like all of the time, like the time something works, wow. Cause most of the time it does not work. And yeah, it has a huge toll on your mental health. And I think that like not really having the same community that usually exists in a workplace or in other programs, because being in like a PhD program, you're usually just kind of like isolated to your like smaller little communities. It's easy to lose sight of like, hey, you are worth more than your expectations. You are worth more than your output. And so I think having different creative outlets or like knowing that you're defined in ways other than just like productivity is like a really big thing that has kind of been like healing and helpful in having these creative outlets. It's knowing that I am more than just like a set of hands and I have other interests and hobbies and things that make me me outside of like what these expectations are so i think that's been a lesson that's been very important and like kept me motivated and more or less as sane as possible um in this space what? <laughs> wait what so true so true, so bestie. true bestie. <laughs> i don't know if it's gonna get edited in but i just surprised them with the applause effect that's on the um pod track that i have y'all's responses were so great and i feel like through the years that we've all been together it's actually been very interesting that we all participate in dance which is like you know our familiar or like our combining whatever the term is common? it's like common common denominator between us but then we all kind of like participated in different facets but then i feel like to those backgrounds that we've had whether or not we still do dance or like we still draw or that we still write having that 
experience beforehand has helped us like grow into whatever just like various careers because I feel like we're in very different spaces and very different stages in our lives but then are still able to connect with each other through our creative outlets which is like really really dope and then in turn with that too we don't only get to like connect because we have like the same creative outlets but like having that same like value in terms of being like yeah we should pursue things whether it's a creative outlet or just like a career but with the mindset that we want to make sure that we are prioritizing ourselves in terms of like wellness, like mental wellness, physical wellness, like spiritual wellness, all that kind of stuff, like not having to sacrifice anything for that because that's that's fucking whack. Oh, for context, you can curse on this too because I don't give a fuck. I'm kidding. <laughs> this is just how I talk. But it's honestly, it kind of sounds like y'all, when I posed that question, I was actually expecting like, oh, unlikely place was... Because like the advice that you get whenever you're like, oh, I have like a creative block, whether your creativity is like full time, part time or a hobby. Do you like, oh, you need to go take a walk or like you need to go do X, Y, Z. But it sounds like the unlikely place that y'all found inspiration was like really honing in like to yourself and that self-discovery, which is like kind of wild. I think people don't realize just like the power of like self-reflection and self-like advocacy and how much of that can be like reminding you that you yourself are a resource of inspiration as well, which is like very meta and it kind of hurts my brain trying to think about it. Mainly because like, I think we are constantly trying to find external sources of inspiration when at the forefront, we already have a source of inspiration, which is ourselves, our thoughts, our opinions, our history. Other than like within yourselves, since we did talk about some external, or we were talking about that internal resource of yourself being a very unlikely place to find inspiration. Has there been like an experience that y'all have had where like suddenly it inspired you to do something within like the creative aspects? Like it could even be something like in the past, something like recently, like what has been like just a really odd experience where you were like, oh shit, that led me to this. All right, this is, so easy this is such an easy answer for me so (laughs) literally i got into dance uh through this video game called dance central (laughs) someone needs to sponsor keen like keen has put every single person who has come through our dance team onto this game like i remember we would play it like ungodly hours in undergrad yeah sponsor sponsor keenan please Yeah, yeah harmonics if you need a choreographer I'll make all 32 combos. No, but um, so this all started like the winter before high school. Um, and my parents got like an Xbox 360 and Connect, which a Connect is like basically like a camera and it like kind of like d- checks your body outline so you, it, you can dance without a controller. But they didn't have Dance Central because it was sold out. So our parents took, or our being me and my sister, um, our parents took the xbox like the whole thing back and i was like why would you do that but then (laughs) but then (laughs) like the whole thing i was (laughs) the whole thing okay not the whole thing um but then um in the summer um we like went to disney world or like the summer after uh so the summer before high school uh we went to disney world and i and then they just surprises us with it at the hotel and they brought dance central so they didn't have to take back the whole thing (laughs) and it was just kind of a thing that was funny where 
they kind of expected my sister to get more into it because at the time she was kind of more into music and like she like literally had done dance performances and like cheer and stuff i don't know it was just something i really like latched onto like i really wanted to get like all the five star gold star all the songs and (laughs) i don't know and that's basically like how i started dancing so i was kind of like it was kind of like a very like family oriented like me oriented thing at first but then like once i got to college really i got to get more in tune with the community and obviously meet karina danica and yeah (laughs) so that's um that's why i dance now still to this day (laughs) it has been what 12 years almost (laughs) since i've had dance central yeah whole like gen alpha yeah (laughs) you've been dancing for a whole gen alpha with this game you y'all better sponsor i'm telling you i'm telling you sponsor keenan Keenan should actually be sponsored. Yes. <laughs> it's two out of three. I cannot think of a better ambassador for this system. Also, did did we ever end the story? No, you did get it. You did get the console. I yes. was just like, wait, <laughs> did it ever come back to you? Not the whole thing. Yeah. Well, we're going to actually swing it over to Danica for her story on some kind of very odd way of like getting inspired into whatever creative outlet you want to talk about because i know so you know that i feel like all of us who are creative people do a lot of creative things so pick one of the ones if you want or you could talk about all of them oh gosh okay for me i always really liked writing when I was younger, um, I was actually super set on pursuing journalism. I just really liked the idea of being able to tell stories, to engage with other people, to understand dis- different perspectives. But being raised in a Filipino household, as if anyone is listening may know, that was clearly not an acceptable option on the table. Um, and so my parents were like, yeah, journalism, no, try something else. And <laughs> fortunately, I found out that I did have a passion and a liking for science, continued very deep into that biology major. Oh my god. And here I am, full-time nerd at UNC, doing a whole PhD program. Yay. I say that with so much enthusiasm. (laughs) Um, No, but for real, like, I, I actually came back into doing, like, more creative writing, science writing, like, with grad school. And, like, the way that I write the articles and and the way that, like, I approach the, the kind of pieces that I develop, it comes from a place of wanting to make, like, the information more accessible, more approachable, less intimidating. And I think this is something that Keenan kind of touched on, this idea of, like, community and, like, a safe space that comes with creativity. And I feel like taking aspects of that and applying it to, like, a discipline like science that seems super approachable, unapproachable is something that I wanted to do, like, in terms of applying a creative outlet in kind of, like, the space that I'm in. Another thing that, like, I had noticed when I was doing my writing was that when I got to grad school, it was very apparent that in this space there was not a lot of women a lot of people of color, you know, like the old boys club, old white man's boys club. I want to say that. I'm going to say that on this podcast. There's there's obviously a certain type of personality that is predominant in the field. And that has like excluded a lot of different personalities who deserve to be in these spaces. And I think a lot of it also do with the fact that information and stuff is not accessible to people like me, us in general. And so I felt like, especially when I got to grad school, I started clinging a lot more to my heritage, like my Filipino heritage, and the idea that you can be proud of every aspect that makes your identity, whether that be as a creative or like, you know, parts of your culture or other things that make you who you are. Um, And so that's kind of how I have like, 
been able to like find inspiration and like pull things from that creative outlet into like what I'm doing now. And I think in some ways that does tie back to my experience with dance because I was really timid when I was in like grade school. For me, when I started like taking just dance classes and stuff through school uh, or like theater classes and stuff over the summer, that was like the first time that I felt like I could be a different personality. I could be confident and like, you know, project something of like, oh, hey, I'm not just this awkward, timid, can't do anything person. And so I feel like there is this kind of like power that comes with like being able to express yourself in these creative spaces and being able to like hone in on that in a space where I often feel like the minority or like that I'm not fully accepted. Pulling that kind of ability to embrace who I am and different parts of my identity and like project this, hey, I actually do belong here um, has been like a way that I've like pulled things that I've learned from dance and other creative outlets into like my everyday now. I feel like I've known y'all for so long, but hearing these stories again in this like medium is very much like, I'm like, shit. Like y'all doing some cool stuff like in the past and are still continuing to do so much with like such like good hearts as well. We'll actually be right back after this little cute commercial break. I don't actually know whatever is gonna happen in this commercial break, um, mainly because my stuff is dying. So I need to change the batteries. So yeah, um, we'll be back right in a jiffy. What's the term? <laughs> That works. I'm just gonna go with that. And we are right back from whatever I decided the commercial break would be. Um, this is a very new podcast, so it's not like we're gonna be sponsored. But if you wanna sponsor this podcast, hit me up at hello at koreanolarte.com. Dance Central. Um, yeah, Dance Central. Well, that will be more for Keenan. And if you heard from like Keenan's story, you can tell that they are gonna be the best brand ambassador. I don't know what the term is. Maybe it is brand ambassador for, oh, could it even, actually, not how I think about it. You can have the entire, like an entire, like, Keenan Dance Central game. All choreography by Keenan D. Walden. <laughs> it's all just renditions of juice. <laughs> Real ones, no. Um, yeah, this is this is like a little inside joke from our our dancing days. Basically, for um, anyone who doesn't know, and so that you can be a little bit into the inside joke, it is just basically one of those things where we just will randomly dance this one piece of choreo that Keenan made. I think our sophomore year of oh, college, yes. and I think it's almost become like an internal like meme within the dance crew that it's. I think seeped into like later generations of Moonlight who weren't even there that semester mm -hmm. and they would even like learn the dance, know it, and then just would when they would see Keenan do the choreography. It's a rite of passage at this point. That reminded me like for, for Moonlight, they like have me teach like a guest class like on grooves and I taught that combo or that choreography and then just like randomly one day I was out um, with my, my friend and like I guess it's like technically my <laughs> great grand mentee, but we were out, we were all out and um, my, one of my mentees, uh, she was like, let's film the TikTok. And, <laughs> and literally like we were like, oh, what do we do in the beginning? And my great grand mentee just starts doing juice. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and pain. So anyways, yeah, so. <laughs> But it's okay. I love y'all. Yeah, actually, I'm really glad that you mentioned about um, mentees and great grand mentees. Another thing that was a feature of our dance crew was that we had like a ment mentor mentee or mentorship program. I think 
mentor mentee is probably yeah. the best yeah. way to mentor, say it. Mentee. Yeah. So basically, each semester you would be assigned a mentor, and it becomes this massive, like, <laughs> very convoluted family tree of mentor mentees. <laughs> but it's just really to kind of help you know newcomers into the crew feel welcomed. And I feel like in you know having a big group, sometimes it's really hard to get everybody like involved or like feel. You know, stay motivated and stay inspired within a crew when it's like everyone's trying to please everybody. So kind of dividing and conquering in a way where we're kind of like, hey, let's give some one-on-one, like come some oldies, some veterans, like give some one-on-one time with like newer members. It helps cultivate that community, and I think that's something that we have even found a lot of unlikely inspiration from as well. Because I think when I came into college, I wasn't expecting to be in a dance crew. Well, that would literally, I feel like. Has propelled me into the current career that I'm in, which is like super wild.、Um, and I actually wanted to ask y'all,、um, how can we encourage more, you know, newbies within maybe like creative industries or outlets?、Um, you could even like talk about children, just anyone that is like you, new and a young person. How can we inspire them and encourage them to stay creative, even when there's like challenges? And you can even make this something where if you want to talk to yourself. Your younger self. We all about like healing the inner child too. So one thing that kind of came from like the UNC Moonlight playbook was giving opportunities to like like the young bloods because、um, I feel like there's a lot of creativity, but obviously when you're really early on, it can be super intimidating. And just having like that first opportunity or something under your belt to give you kind of like that courage or the wind under your wings to be like, hey, I have good ideas. I just need the opportunity to do this. Maybe some guidance. That like that was something that we as a group had done actively in dance, and I've I've actually seen that transfer over a lot, like in my work environment and just with other, you know, like settings outside of like dance or slash that other creative space. It's just to recognize that just because someone doesn't have like all the experience in the world, that that doesn't like make their qualifications or their ideas less valid than someone who is more of a veteran. And yeah, veterans should. You know, be willing to mentor and actively be like, "Hey, I like, humble yourself a little bit. You were all once there too. Reach back out and then like kind of provide that support and those opportunities for people who are just starting out to be like, 'Hey, I can do this. I just give me a chance.'" That was a great response, and I think it, it made me think about what I wanted to say <laughs> in response to it.、Um, and I think definitely something that's kind of helped me, like, like. Helps keep me grounded, I guess, and like confident, like in my creative pursuits. Is that like everyone has their own path and everyone has their own style, like with whatever they're pursuing creatively, like w- whether it's dancer, drawing or painting or what have you, or or photography. It, it's good to keep that in mind and like understand that you always have something to offer. No matter like what space you're in, like if you're participating and you're present, then you know that's fine. Like that's enough. Like literally, yeah. Like people will teach dance classes and talk all the time about how they get inspired by like people that take their class.、Um, and it's you know it's true because like everyone has their own way of moving,、um, and it's very、um, it's very inspiring. So yeah, I, I think that's just the main thing. Just keep in mind that you always have something to offer, and you have your unique talent, and that's like one of the great things about creative fields. 
I love that point, Keenan, so much because I think that's like one of the biggest lessons to take away too is that just because if like you're coming into a certain space and you don't see someone who's like big and recognized that you fully align yourself with, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's not space for you in that environment to do something great or to inspire others. So I think as you work on your own craft, like yes, surround yourself with people who uplift you, but don't be like, don't lose sight of what your style is, what your voice is and what you're interested in because there is definitely space for you and whatever you have to offer that's unique even if that hasn't been something so I think yeah just like staying true to yourself is a good way to like not only bring out the best in you but will also help inspire others who maybe relate to you or find certain things in you that they may not find in others and be like hey if this person can do it and I can relate to them in like a certain way then I don't have to change who I am or feel like I don't belong in this space because I don't fit the bill of what's already out there. Yeah, I feel like I I don't want to be that like post discussion or like you know those discussion boards back in school where you're like I agree, and then you just repeat everything they Let say. Let me piggyback. Let off me piggy. Oh God. Let's um unpack that actually. Do we say that? No, that's not. Yeah, it was a. I'm a piggyback on that. I agree. There was another one. And adding on. And adding on. That's what it is. Oh, I had your mic off. Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> no, you're literally yeah. good. You're if, fine. if no one heard that, Danica was just kind of helping me. Well, she was piggybacking up I on was beach. piggybacking off of your piggyback. Yeah. Oh, God. Those discussion boards back at school. Uh, it, and it's not even just college. I remember having to have those in high school. Oh, grad school too. it happens. And people oh, poke each other with things I in agree. grad school. I agree. But yeah, that's honestly where I, I mean, that's where I am, though. It's just like I agree with everything that y'all have said. And I feel like, you know, we can probably talk about this in other podcast episodes that we can stay in track of the topic because it just makes me just think about how important creative initiatives and art initiatives are, especially for young people. Because I already think about it too. Everything that we've been talking about, a lot of us are just like talking about how we are continuously finding inspiration from the past. But then, you know, if you had those kids that never had the opportunity to have art within their lives like how are they going to find that inspiration when that past didn't even happen because they never even got the opportunity to do it um and i also love how y'all were just very much like remembering hey you know i was once a beginner as well so you weren't only like finding inspiration from when you were a beginner looking up to experts i feel like that's always like the likely source of inspiration but i feel like a lot of people also don't think about how whenever we do have mentees they are a massive source of inspiration and speaking again to our topic, to preface again, I feel like most of the advice is like, oh, yeah, go take a walk in like a park or like, oh, read a book. But what are like things that kind of get you inspired, but that might not be like the usual advice? <laughs> Kingo, you were ready. You're jumping on that mic. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking like, you know, I, you know, I had my whole dance central spiel. But also, like, thinking about, like, design, that that's, like, another creative thing I've kind of been, like, kind of passively interested in, like, graphic design. Um, and I, I feel like one of the reasons I started uh, drawing, because that's something I do sometimes, but one of the reasons I did that a lot, especially as a child, was because, like, a lot of, there are, like, a lot of, like, easy-to-draw characters, like, freaking, like, Pac-Man and like Sonic and like Spongebob, you know, and I had like these how to draw books. So I think video games <laughs> and, and like shows and stuff. I'm going to say food. I think that goes in line with like the, the name of the podcast. 
Oh, as you're talking about that, can you tell our <laughs> listeners what we ate during our commercial break? Oh, that's right. Okay, shout out Namu. Uh, Creed and I got matcha lattes. I had the whole milk version. If y'all ever want to gift Kareen something, do not give her something whole milk. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but matcha lattes. And we got bibimbap. Both of y'all got bibimbap. And then I got, it's like deep fried chapche. I don't entirely, I forgot what it was called. I'm so sorry, but it was, it was great. Yeah, so I got some type of lemonade. I forgot what it was, but it was purple purple and it was very pretty. And I got water and I got this tropical tryst mystery beer. And you know, it's, it is, it's good. It was good for like beer, you know, which I don't like that much. So. What was the central appeal of this specific beer, Keen? There, there literally <laughs> wasn't. So, so on the menu it said like mystery, mystery beer. Oh, surprise! So- you, you don't know what you'll get. So, so I didn't choose this. It said embrace chaos, and that's, that's part of what I do. I, like it. I think so. Yeah. yeah, food. Danica mentioned food. So, do you want to talk a little bit about how food would be an un- unlikely place to find some inspiration? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I love food. I think food can be really pretty. Kareen also has done like food photography. I think it's just pure art. But I also feel like, and this is going to be like kind of gross, but okay, science, right? And I think when I do like protocols, especially when I was in my first year learning new techniques and stuff during my rotations, I'll be like, God, I can't remember what all of this does. What if I think about it as like a recipe? And that actually made it easier for me to like illustrate some of the processes and stuff that I was like doing hands on. And then when it became my turn to like mentor junior students and I explained it in the context of like, oh, it's like a dessert this way that has different parts to it. Or, oh, it's like you're cooking the enzyme or whatever. It was like, oh, that's a great visual. So, yeah. I also just feel like it makes things that are like not appealing a little more appetizing to the brain. So I I like using food as an analogy. I think it's a lot more universally appealing. I guess I'm going to come up with the third one. So we got video games as an unlikely one, which I feel like, yeah, people underrated. Food. People say overrated, but I think underrated in terms of the art. Yes. Because chefs are artists, too. If anyone's a chef, if you want to come on the show, I would be down. (laughs) (laughs) Little plug right there. Um, Oh, my gosh. I got to think of a third third unlikely source. I feel like this is going to sound really, really weird, but I get down YouTube rabbit holes, actually, and I find inspiration for artwork through there i guess the third thing that we have here is youtube rabbit holes so i got into this weird youtube rabbit hole where i was thinking about really like disturbing movies that like were banned in different countries yeah really weird it was i was it was back in my horror like i was really into like horror and stuff like that Uh and i i got so upset because some of some of these movies were like constantly just like showing um violence especially towards like women and it was like really like upsetting because a lot of times it will also be like male directors who are like trying to be like oh i'm like trying to give this message but then they would visually show like something that's like quite traumatizing for somebody to see and i'm like no wonder this thing got freaking banned in a bunch of places but so that actually inspired the my first photo piece that got exhibited to my first art exhibition where i was talking about i would rather instead of replaying traumatic like parts of my life i was going to be photographing things that made me remember like the joy especially because you know 
Um, y'all can't see us because you hear our voices, but we are a group of BIPOC people. And I feel like so many media constantly shows our struggles through things. And like, while that is, you know, fantastic to give that message out, I feel like it's also, there's a beauty when you can see black joy, Asian joy, Latin ex joy on like the screen because like our lives aren't just about our struggles. It's also about the joyful moments that we have. Like, you know, we have regular growing up pains. I remember like hating that I had like a little bit of like pimples when I was like a kid, like average stuff um, that were just like even simple moments where I was just, you know, driving a car, the sunset was pretty, the music was bumping. (laughs) Like it's just like little simple stuff. So that's where actually like my weird YouTube rabbit holes gets me it's almost like I didn't draw inspiration from them. It was more of like in defiance of finding out these things exist. Well, I want to wrap up this episode. Y'all were both so amazing. Is there anything that you want to say to the listeners? Just like any last minute advice in terms of, you know, people being creatives, whether they're full-time, part-time, hobbyist, whatsoever. Take care of yourself. I feel like that is the most important thing. And you know, don't be too hard on yourself. It's okay to not be the quote-unquote best. Yeah, and just don't beat yourself up if you, like, kind of take longer of a break from a creative thing than you anticipate or, like, no matter when you're getting into it. And which is easier said than done, but just try to, you know, again, take care of yourself. That's my main thing. I feel like, because I, I feel like a lot, personally speaking, like, a lot of the work that I've made where I felt like the most proud and fulfilled was when I was really taking care of myself. Like, it's definitely peak me. <laughs> hey, yo. Yeah, I totally agree. Take care of your mental health. We don't always have to go, like, as Corinne mentioned, as Keenan touched on, um, you don't have to be a tortured artist to produce great work. You don't have to be a martyr for your art. You don't have to be, again, like, number one, top, best, out the gate. I feel like all of us through this conversation have kind of demonstrated that we practice and apply art but also the lessons that we've learned like life lessons that we've learned through art in a lot of different ways and obviously it's not always going to be in like a polished choreography or like the perfect photograph or like a super refined like written article but I think for a lot of us with creative outlets it can be like a security blanket or a different way that we can find out more about who we are as people and I think that that in itself is something so beautiful and powerful that shouldn't be barred from us to practice regularly just because we're intimidated or afraid of not making like the best piece of work. So yeah, just enjoy the creative process. Enjoy the journey of like discovering something new about yourself and the world around you through like immersing yourself in that. And yeah, just know that there's always space for you, even if you're not like Again, like a full-time creative. You just It's just part of who you are. So yeah, embrace it. Be proud. Thanks, Corrine. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this was an honor. Huge honor. Thank you. Yeah, thank you both for sharing a little bit of your stories. I know it was like little snippets of stories that you had, but I feel like it really shows the essence of y'all's hearts as well as how y'all are constantly on the pursuit of inspiration. And then to our listeners, as we have been talking about through this whole episode, definitely continue to find inspiration in unlikely places. Be brave enough to go the non-traditional route. I mean, even if you do the traditional route, like feel free that to divert, do side quests every now and then. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's your life. You deserve to do whatever the fuck you want, yeah. to be honest. And... 
you know that maybe this podcast could be also an unlikely source of inspiration for you. Um, I know, at least for me, I don't know if I'm really speaking necessarily for Danica and Keenan, but we're always very much very open people. So if you're ever down for a conversation or just need a little pick-me-up, like we'll, we'll be there to get you to feel motivated once again. So, yeah, um, I never know how to end these. So we're going we're gonna to head to the outro. <laughs> That's it for today's episode. If you enjoyed it, rate this podcast five stars and check out the link in the description to view the show notes. Everything in this episode is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace finance, tax, law, mental health, and other professional services. As always, we are here to support you because we don't believe in gatekeeping and we want all of our listeners to become thriving creatives. We'll continue the conversation about mindful creative entrepreneurship in next week's episode. Until then, stay inspired, keep creating, and eat some good food. This podcast was edited by Alexis Carrasquillo from Familia Creative Media.